Dr. Anna Wallach is uh, with us, uh, family physician and assistant professor at UBC. Dr. Wallach, uh, you heard about the news conference. You certainly saw some of the uh, the messaging here. Are we on the right track, do you think? I wish there was a bit more urgency in... Um, I wish there was a bit more urgency in what they were in in the messaging that went out. I agree that this is flu from the before times, to use Dr. Henry's Henry's um, words. But the problem is, it's coming at a time when our hospitals are already under significant strain, and we have all sorts of staff shortages and illnesses that normally we would have had the summer to recover, but we didn't. So now with the hospital under strain and an earlier influenza season, that's why we're seeing so much strain on on the children's hospital system, for example. When I hear stories and uh, one of the heart-tugging stories that we've heard in the last couple of days, uh, in the past couple of weeks, we did have the loss of a six-year-old girl. Her family now talking about it, um, went into the hospital, but uh, ended up passing away during this season. Uh, when you hear these stories as a physician, a family physician, what goes through your mind? Oh, I was absolutely crushed. I have a little girl the same age as Danielle, and my heart just sank when I heard about that. Um, but it's one of the things is that we we tend to forget that influenza can kill. Influenza, people think that, oh, the flu is just a really bad cold, but it's not. Influenza can kill, and it does affect our the extreme ages, so the under fives and the over 65s. And so that's why there's always a push for the vaccination campaign. And the flu vaccine may not necessarily reduce transmission, but it will certainly help reduce the severity of, of illness should you catch the flu. So when I heard about um, that, that heartbreaking story, I was, I was crushed because I felt like, we had failed this child because the messaging about vaccination, I don't feel went out as, as strongly as it should have, but also the fact that we knew that this was rising. We knew this was coming early and it's like nothing was done to prevent transmission with the other layers of protection that we learned about during COVID. And Dr. Wallach, the number that's coming out, maybe this is not a surprise to you, but certainly when I hear that only 20% of kids in our province between 5 and 11 are vaccinated right now, I think uh, that message, something has gone wrong. Something is not happening that should be happening. Uh, Are we going to get to a point where uh, people may be kind of pleased or confident that we're getting enough vaccination with that age group? So uh, 20% is appalling. And it's one of the, and for the teenagers, it's even lower. I think it was 15% was what they said at the news conference. The, the, a lot of blame falls squarely on the anti-vax movement and the disinformation that is coming out and conflating their fears about, about COVID vaccines with the influenza vaccine and just tarring all vaccines with one brush. Um, people need to remember that the, we've been vaccinating against the flu for decades now. And this is something that is safe, is effective. We vac- It's safe for children six months and up. And we need to get that message across and communicate it 
over the disinformation. The other thing, though, is that this year in particular, it was particularly difficult to get vaccination appointments. And we we knew about the hiccups from the Get Immunized um, campaign. I heard Dr. Um, Penny Ballin mention that they were going to try to see about, you know, getting registration going more more efficiently this weekend. But the the fact that parents had to register their kids and and all those extra steps and making it really hard to get a vaccine, I think there there is some blame on that for why our vaccination rates are so low. That and the anti-vax movement. You know, it's interesting you should mention that. That struck me as a little bit surprising too. We're on December 5th, and uh, the talk from Dr. Ballum was uh, this vaccination blitz on December 9, 10, and 11. So somehow we're expecting that there will be the ability to have that blitz. I don't know if it's going to work. Uh, My best hopes for it working, but uh, we'll have to see. One of the interesting things is she mentioned um, uh, the blitz involving family doctors, and family doctors are very w- more than willing and more than able to, pres- to to vaccinate your children and everybody else. But we were never told about this blitz. Oh, really? <laughs> nope. I have not heard any communication about it. And you know, I offer vaccinations, um, you know, at every opportunity when I have patients. But uh, this talk about a blitz, I certainly never heard anything until what an hour ago. Yeah, well, an hour ago, and the Blitz starts on the 9th. Yes. We've been talking about the news conference in the last hour, that news conference uh, with Dr. Uh, Bonnie Henry and Health Minister Adrian Dix and uh, Dr. Bellum, all talking about the flu season and uh, a strong message of getting vaccinations and uh, this vaccination Blitz which apparently is supposed to happen in four days' time. A bit of a surprise for family physicians. Dr. Anna Wallach is uh, one of those family physicians who hasn't heard anything about that. Also assistant professor at UBC. Dr. Wallach, um, you know, are we going to be able to learn anything from this year, do you think, going forward into the next uh, flu season when it comes up? Because it seems like this one caught us off guard. I think one of the biggest lessons um, with the vaccination program in particular is don't fix what isn't broken. Because this year we trialed a new um, system of registration and needing to get invitations. And that made life so much harder for a lot of people who wanted to do the right thing and get vaccinated early. And they tried to walk into their pharmacies and they, they could not get the vaccine. And there was there were all these headaches around it. And that delayed people's um, vaccination doses and vaccination and may have contributed to part of this. And the other thing is just, like I said, we need to remember the lessons that we learned over the last three years from COVID that we need to work on um, um, preventing transmission and things like working on making sure that people have access, equitable access to sick days so that they can stay home when they're sick, they can stay home when their children are sick, and um, wearing a mask um, in indoor public spaces so that you're reducing the transmission of the virus. Little things that, that that we learned along the way that need to be implemented so that we can enter the next flu season healthier. Well, yeah, so much of this uh, is talking about things that come down to messaging. uh, And that seems to be, you know, uh, you have to do 
you have to do. That's going to be the uh, message for parents, whether it comes down to getting vaccinated or uh, taking other precautions, which really were not talked about much. A little bit of the masking, but not much. Um, but boy, the messaging hasn't been strong. Chris in Langley is on the line. Chris, uh, what are your thoughts? Uh, actually, I have a connection to that child who died. My wife uh, worked with uh, the child's mom back in the day. So I'm sorry sad. to hear that. And uh, yeah. and pass on our best to uh, to your wife because that's going to be tough for her. Yeah, it's, it's tough, especially when you have kids and you kind of just relate, uh, try to relate, and, and it, yeah, it's very difficult. But I guess my question comes down to, from my understanding, uh, she had heart condition, myocarditis, uh, complications from flu-like symptoms. And so I guess in all of this, uh, and, and this might be part of the, the vaccination, uh, the reason why not people aren't getting vaccinated, but we're hearing from the COVID vaccine that it can cause myocarditis, so can COVID. Now this is the first time I've heard that flu can cause myocarditis. So you mix this all together and it gives a lot of uncertainty to parents. Nobody wants to hurt, harm their child. And so now you've, you're, you're faced with this idea that you might be harming your child. Chris, that is an excellent call. And for time's sake, let's uh, get uh, Dr. Wallach in on this. Is that a, it's certainly an idea that's out there and a question that's being asked. Whether it is fact or not uh, remains to be seen. And let's get down to the uh, the basics of that. Dr. Wallach, is it fact? Is it something to be hesitant in getting a vaccine for? Absolutely not. We, we, yes, we do know that, the, that there is a possibility of myocarditis from um, the COVID vaccines, for example. But so when with those um, instances, they are treatable and are rare. That's the other thing. In the wild, so to speak, myocarditis can be caused by viral infections. Any viruses, like so, the flu can cause um, can cause the the myocarditis. COVID can cause myocarditis. So the fact that we want to get the vaccination in is because the vac- getting vaccinated will reduce the severe those severe side effects and will reduce that risk of the severe side effects such as myocarditis. Doctor, you know, I'm old enough that I remember that when I was in elementary school, we had vaccinations in the school system. Seems like a real obvious one, but uh, that's also when we have public health nurses going into the schools. Uh, Would that solve a lot of this if we had vaccinations in schools? It would, for sure. Um, And public health still goes in and vaccinates, I think, grade six. Um, gets vaccinations and they give out kindergarten shot uh, vaccinations as well in schools. So the the infrastructure is there and giving um, setting up flu clinics in schools would make it a lot easier because it takes that burden off the, the administrative burden off parents. And for those who are concerned that it will be like forcing the children to, to get vaccinated, I mean, to get vaccinated in schools, the kindergarten or grade six vaccines, you have to sign a consent form anyway so that your child can get vaccinated. So that is something that um, certainly I wish had been looked at both for COVID and for influenza. um, And certainly something that, you know, if we're talking about blitzes, I think should be done now. Well, you and me both, uh, you know, it's it's interesting because you do need uh, permission, obviously, And when it comes to schools, you don't have to have a parent uh, arranging time off work in order to do it. So it just seems like a no-brainer that got missed. But maybe that's just me and maybe that's you. Uh, Dr. Wallach, thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for having me.